right, everybody. That was Magic Live by Rev DDT. This is a Rev DDT broadcast. We're doing our podcast today from the bedroom. We get sitting here with my my uh, computer out and all my my gear and my microphone and woohoo! Here we go, baby. We're gonna do it, man. Okay, so why was I playing that song? Why did I have that song played at the beginning of the podcast today? Well, okay, because this broadcast is gonna be about that song's lyrics. Um, that song actually is on a couple of radio stations, different places like that, on the internet, right? Okay, so that number one music, which I, you know, it's kind of, I don't know if it's a really good station or not, but they have been posting my music on there, and I've been... Now, um, this particular song, Magic Alive, gets requested more than any song, uh, just about, and um, for a while there, it was the most requested song. Ha <laughs> ha! It was pretty cool. And um, what I mean is it was the most re- most played song. You know, somebody, they come to my page, they, they listen. To it. Everybody that listens to it loves the song, says it builds them up. And it's because that's the way I wrote it. I wrote the lyrics to build up. Um, wellness and wholeness and health are topics for today. And we're talking about mental health, uh, emotional health, things like that. And we're talking about not letting people steal your thunder, steal your story, steal your life, steal your dreams. Still your joy, still anything like that, not letting anybody take anything from you. But actually, um, you want to be around people that are going to actually build your life up, that are going to support you in your adventures in life and what you're doing in life because um, it is worth it. Believe me, it's, it's better to have that going on in your life than being around the toxic crap that can come out of some people that uh, hold you back and, and, and spit, spit their freaking uh, poisonous juice all over your dreams and everything. And, you know, uh, dream killers just aren't cool. They're just not cool. They're not cool at all. Dream snuffers aren't cool. Um, people that build you up, they're the ones that you want to actually partner with anyway. You, know, uh, you don't want to partner with somebody that's going to like sit there and tech bad about you behind your back all the time, right? You don't want to do that. You, I mean, it's just common sense, right? Well, you also don't want to be that type of a person either that does that. So you want to check your own heart and make sure you're not doing that yourself. Um, sometimes we just pull these kind of th- these kind of situations into our life because um, they're learning experiences for one thing, but um, they're also and they're also they're in front of us. They're on our path, and we don't have really a, much of a choice but to avoid them. We try to avoid them. We're going to end up we end up walking into them anyway, somewhere along in our path, and um, we're going to end up in a situation where we're going to have to have um, where we're going where we're going to need to be able to uh, actually learn from this situation anyway. So you might as well just go through it as you're going through it, um, but make sure that you handle it right. Now I don't always handle it right, and I know that um, I'm I, you know I'm. I'm not supposed to be this uh, perfect dude either, so you guys don't look at me as being perfection. Look to Jesus, the Son of God, who is the perfection of uh, of everything. He is the, the he is he is the perfection of everything. He is he's perfect. Jesus is awesome. Okay, so Jesus practiced a lot of things, and um, I talked about that in some of my podcasts, and and I and he used him as a reference point because um, he's I've studied him the most, um, and spent time studying scriptures the more more than anything else. Um, in my studies, and re- I was actually researching. <laughs> in my research and studies that I did over a 30-year period, um, I did a lot of d- in-depth studies and a lot of all, all types of studies. And I, just, I gleaned knowledge from all kinds of places. I had free access to some places that no- normally you wouldn't have access to, and now I don't even have access to, access to anymore, but I used to um, during my studies. But that's just kind of how our paths go, right? You know, when you're looking for something and then you can't find it, and then you just like you stop looking for it, and then all of a sudden you remember where it's at. It's kind of like that. And then you remember where it's at, you go and you find a stash whatever you're looking for you know and you're like wow cool there was more here than i thought you know and, you know whatever anyways like that and i'd find more things i'd have open doors and i was very fortunate in this in this respect i know god was um leading me the whole way because he was guiding me in my studies because i would ask him every morning to guide me in my studies and he would and um, i'd share those studies and i made some podcast uh, broadcasts which we call god which i call god talks this is god talk with rev ddt you know god talk god talk, god talk ones and um anyway so 
what does this got to do with what I'm talking about? This has got everything to do with what I'm talking about, really, actually. This is uh, part of the path, man, part of the pathway. Um, so the song Magic Alive, I, 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 when I wrote some songs, I wrote songs, right? And I just wrote some, I wrote some strange songs, too, like I wrote like one called Medusa's Tear, but it actually has, a me- it has meaning to me. But it may not to you, it might be like, oh, that's kind of weird. But it has meaning to me. It has a lot of meaning to me. Um, it has to do with a neighbor that I was dealing with. <laughs> and then there's a, you know, all these songs have something to do with something. Right? But I wrote one called The Snoring Song. And you probably, if you want to go look through my videos, you can find that one. That was uh, about my brother and he snores. And when he snores, he really snores really freaking loud. I mean, I can hear him in my room while the TV is on. And my door's closed and I'm a few rooms in the hallway away, right? You know? <laughs> and then so I go, wow, okay, here we go. Um, you know, and uh, so I wrote a song about it. I recorded it and I wrote a song called Snoring Song. And it's actually got quite a few hits on it. Uh, a lot of people watched it. I uh, wrote some other w- videos, made some other videos with some friends, things like that that are on there with some music, different instruments and stuff like that. It was kind of fun, and, I, and those are on my YouTube videos, right? And while I was doing that, I made those those God Talks. And in the God Talks, I was talking, uh, I, I, I touched on some of the subject of wellness as I was getting getting um, for, uh, like towards um, like 70s, and you know, when you get to about 70s one. I'm not sure where we're at not right now. I think we're in like 20-something right now. But when you get about 70s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, you know, we're hitting the wellness stuff and, and different things like that. And these, and I was really doing a lot of research in this area, and I was really researching the heart, heart of God in the area of health, wellness, and healing and, and miracles, okay? And and why um, why some people get healed and why some people don't. These things were the, the thoughts that were driving me to do this. And I was sitting there thinking a lot of it. What I, most of the time I ran into was I ran into a lot of people having a hard time with self-worth. I'm serious. It's, it's self-worth. Self, self-esteem is tied to that, but it's, it's a self-worth thing. And, it's, and it actually has to do with a feeling worthy of actually receiving something so great, such a gift, such a wonderful thing. And I thought to myself, if I could actually create some music and songs that actually built people up, that would be helping people, right? <coughs> Excuse me. That would be helping people, right? Right? Sure. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's a lot of songs. I listen to songs, all, all kinds of music, right? I'm really into rock and Drinking something so I don't go later on, uh, and so here I am. Um, listen, I listen. I listen to rock. I listen to all kinds of rock music, all kinds of music, all types of music, even even alternative music. I listen. To, you know, I've listened to cowboy music. I listen to all kinds of stuff, but mainly rock, right? A lot of rock. And I was a singer. I uh, do choir, things like that. Uh, boys choir, Qantas choir, freaking school choir, 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 choir. A lot of a lot of playing. You know, playing little instruments and little things like in the choir, I play an instrument or something like that. I might play bells or something for Christmas or whatever, you know, things like that. And I was having fun, you know, doing this when I was in school, right? Okay, so I have all this education in this area where, where, where I've just kind of like just, you know, been, been gifted. So I just kind of went in that re- direction. My mom encouraged it. It was really cool. Uh, art, same thing with art, you know, just doing those kind of things. And music and art kind of go together with me, and it's just kind of an art thing, really. And um, But as I'm going, I'm like thinking to myself as I was growing through all this stuff and I was learning all these songs and all these different types of ways to sing and, and, and approach a song and, and, and approach a writing songs and approach composing songs and things like that, I came up with um, di- different formulas and I was able to work these different formulas and write all these different, make all these different videos and write a bunch of songs. And um, but in the process of that, I kept thinking. I kept thinking it was. I really wanted to write something that was actually going to touch people's hearts and really lift them up, really actually build them up. I wanted to have an impact on their heart. Okay. Now I'm also writing worship at the same time. Um, this is going on. All this is going on with my heart for people. My heart for God was like just like beaming. I I started this whole thing because I wanted to worship God because I wanted to just bless God with song. You know, just like David did and like other other um, prophets of the Old Testament and other people have over the years. You know, and, and even some of my friends, even uh, that I that I know that are artists. Um, I know quite a few artists actually that are work. I'm very close friends with um, some very popular ones and. Um, we uh uh 
I, I just really I'm blessed by what they do and, and how they approach their their heart with God. And when they pour their heart out through song, I can see what they're doing. I can see see what's going. On. I can see what their heart's doing and what, what God's doing too. I can see this picture of them, and it's just it's beautiful. And I wanted to be part of that, so I started um, working on you know playing guitar and things like that. But right out of the gate, I was writing songs. Just picked it up, started writing songs. Now. That doesn't start there, though. My songwriting idea came all the way back, like I was talking about, clear back in what I was doing choir and learning how to build songs together by watch, listening to the different... Okay, so they use different chairs, different octaves, and I say all these. And, they, and so you have, the, you have the soprano singing one thing, you have the, uh, the higher soprano singing another part of that, you have the freaking um, alto singing their thing, you have the tenor singing their thing, the bass singing their thing. Right, and you put it all together, and it's like a symphony of sound that creates this song. Well, you're all singing words, too, so there's a story going with it, and there's this beautiful, wah, you know, and, and it's all really cool, right? Get it, right? Okay. Now, I was like a soprano when I first started singing, and I went through puberty as I was singing. <laughs> so I inquired, so I was <laughs> junior high. And so anyway, it changed. I ended up as bass, and then back up to baritone, and then into uh, alto, and then back to tenor. and then So I can sing a range of tenor, and sometimes now my falsetto voice I can sing soprano. And my falsetto voice matches my other voice, my other singing voice, I sing in the key of E better than anything else. But um, so it's like, you know, and there for a while, it'll change. It'll go to D right now. It's G and D and E right now. And so, yeah, you know, I got to sing in those ones pretty good. And I was like, even lower than that, probably go a little, I can go lower than that even if I need to. But it's just weird because my voice changes over the years. Over the year, over each year, it's like that. Um, in the winter changes is like it is right now. So winter's changing right now. It's in the deep. If it's in the deep, in the deep winter type voice, and then it's gonna come out of that into the. I'm an ant. You know. Anyway, um, so um, so when I'm thinking about all this stuff, and I think it, I think it matters. Learning all these things when I was younger, and I've seen all this, and it was all I was all part of this. And as I was going, I was thinking, man, I gotta write these songs that just build people up, and I'm still not done. I mean, I just barely started on that. And I barely got there, is what I'm saying. I had to write all these other songs to get there, you know. And so I was writing all this other stuff to get there. And it's like this pathway. And so you get on your path. There. Everybody has their own pathway and their own way of doing things, okay? Check it out, man. You do. Uh, when you go and you play uh, music in a, in a band and say you're a singer, right? You approach the song a different way than another singer approaches. A guitar player approaches the song a different way than another guitar player would approach it. You know, if you're doing rhythm or even leads, too. I mean, all the all lead players all approach things differently. Every one of them, you know, he's Tony Iommi's all lead sings. Lead guitar is completely different from, um, you know, from freaking, uh, who's that Rainbow's guy? Uh, uh, Richie, you know, freaking, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, uh, Rainbow, the Rainbow guy. Uh, Richie Blackmore. <laughs> Sorry about that, Mr. Blackmore. Oh, man. I love you. You're amazing. You uh, had a huge influence on my life. Richie Blackmore, man. Okay, so Richie Blackmore's playing is like Tony diff and different from Tony Army. So same, same. They came from England both. They came up the same right, right around the same time. Uh, they did. They both had both had Ozzy in their band at one time. I think. Let's see. Did Blackmore had Ozzy in there? Maybe Blackmore played with. Uh, did Blackmore did those, did those guys play with? Did he play with? Did Black I don't know if Blackmore played with Tony Army or not. I can't remember. But part of his band, they kind of merged together for a little bit there. And, and then we had Dio playing with, playing Dio was with Rainbow for a while. Then Dio went and did his own thing. And then Dio was also with uh, um, uh, Black Sabbath, too. So he kind of got that going on. And, but anyway, these guys, like, they play it, they approach it differently. That's why Deep Purple sounds different from Black Sabbath. But they're both, when it came at the same time, they sound great. They're amazing bands, right? All right, you know. I mean, you guys, I love Deep Purple. I, I, live, I just love them. I got all their albums. I love them. And I love Black Sabbath, too. I got a lot of their albums. I don't have all theirs. But I have a lot of their albums, and I love them, too. And, uh, but I also love ACDC. They can approach music from a different way, too. So everybody's got their own thing. And you 
have your own way of, of coming into this life. You have your own space. You have your own story to tell. You have your own candle to burn. Now, you don't want to burn somebody else. So you have somebody in your life and they're dogging you. They're, they're holding you, trying to hold you back from being yourself. And they keep knock, nagging on you and telling, and criticizing you all the time for being you. You know, telling you, you need to talk differently. You need to act differently. You need to quit doing this. You need to quit doing You know what you need to do? You need to act more like your brother. You need to act more like your sister. You need to act more like your cousins. You need to act more like me. You need to act more blah, blah, blah. Well, that person is really unsatisfied with life that's doing that to you. But the other thing of it is, is that that person doesn't have any right over your life because they're not you. You are you. You're uniquely you for a reason, for a reason. And the main reason at that point in time is because of that person that's nagging on you needs to get a hold of it. They're supposed to be learning their lesson and they're not learning it. And so they're just and they're and then what's going on is because they're not learning the lesson and in their soul, they know it. But deep, deep, in, deep in your soul, you know, things that you don't even that aren't even on the surface of your mind. They'll never even reach the surface of your mind. Deep in your soul, there are things going on inside of you that you don't even understand. And this is going on inside of you. Deep down inside there, there's there's a thing that's in there saying, man, you're not doing what you should be doing, and this is wrong. And, you, and that's why you feel this edge, but you're taking it out on everybody else around you because you think it's their fault. And you're trying to make it their fault so that you don't, you're actually kind of like running away from your own assignment. You see what I'm saying? Because we all have an assignment. We have an assignment with all kinds of stuff. I mean, we even have an appointments. We have appointments, assignments. We have all kinds of stuff. We just don't seem to realize it. You know, if you really want to break it down. And I'm put, trying to put it in reference that you can understand so that you can see that you can break it down so you can, like, look at it and go, wait a minute, what am I doing in my life? Am I building people up? Am I tearing people down? Am I always in a bad mood all the time? For, for what reason? Why did I come home in a bad mood from work? Did the boss piss me off? So am I going to go home and take it out of my kids and my wife? Am I going to go home and take it out of my husband? Wives would say. Or am I going to go home and take it out of my neighbor? I pulled in the driveway this afternoon, and my neighbor just walked over with a hose and started shooting me in the face when I got out of the car. And I was, I was carrying I had. I had groceries, and I had the newspaper, and I had a whole bunch of other stuff, and she soaked me. And I, and I know she's nuts, and I know, okay, she's crazy out of her mind. I know she's nuts, but, I mean, it's snowing outside when she's doing this. What is she up to? She's making ice on her driveway, and she walks over and shoots me with a freaking hose and freezes me off, and now I'm standing here, and I, I, I'm, just, I'm soaked, and my newspaper's ruined, and I got I I, my, my, some of my groceries are wet, and they shouldn't be. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I felt like soup, man, and, but frozen soup on top of it, you know, because I was just so wet. And I was like, well, oh my God, this is horrible. I, I'm like a beef stew or something standing out here in the open. With the, you know, just all this stuff is all screwed up now. It's all liquidy. And it's all, you know, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm gonna, and, I wanna, I, and I just wanted to just grab the hose and shove it down her throat and say, here, you want to drink? Here, I don't know. You know, but I can't do that because she's my neighbor. She's crazy. She's out of her mind. Maybe if I stick it in her ear, she'll stop. Maybe maybe if I just like, so I said, instead of that, so I said to her, I go, I go, I looked at her and I said, Baby, you are a blessing in disguise. And I just closed my door and I walked in the house and dried myself off and you know dealt with my stuff and laid my newspaper out. I was able to read it, it as no problem. Uh, my groceries that were wet weren't too bad, so it wasn't too bad of a problem. I just got wet. And she was still standing out there with a hose squirting it on the front of my car. And I was thinking to myself, well, she's going to freeze my car to the ground or freeze herself, one of the two. And eventually she got tired and went to her house and she, uh, you know, this thing. Now, I could have, like, been a total jerk to her and said to her, you freaking crazy bitch. Wow. I just went off on her, right? Jumped on her, grabbed the hose out of her hand, freaking spanked her with it, and threw her out in her house. No, you know, just, just grabbed, you know, freaking just walked over and freaking, I could, and I could have called her sister, too, and told her sister, hey, you need to come over and deal with your sister. She's like nuts. Or her aunt or her niece or her cousin or her, or her, her daughter and said and called them and said, hey, come over here and get your, you know, your your mom or get your get your auntie, you know, and she's out, out of her mind, you know, because you have quite a few people I could call, right? Oh, another time she walked right up to me in my back, in my front door, 
walk, I mean, not front door, but back door, while I was standing outside at my, on my back door, my back porch, talked to my friends, walked right up to me and slapped me in the face. And I didn't even do anything. She thought I was my brother. She said, started telling, cussing me out for jumping her fence and stealing stuff from her. And I was like, that wasn't even here. I don't even know what you're talking about. Started laughing. And I didn't know what she was talking about. I turned around, walked her back in the house. Then I did. I called her sister. I said, uh, I think your mom's lost it this time now. Or your sister. I mean, not, not, her, not her daughter, but her sister. And I think you not, no, it was her daughter. One of her yeah, it was one of her daughters. I called one of her daughters. I think your mom's lost it now, and then um, I think you probably might want to check her out. And they did, and shortly after that, they put her in a home, and because she was uh, really losing what she was, she was completely lost. Didn't know what time it was, what day it was, what year it was, where it was, what she was doing. She was out one day in her in her backyard in a in the shed with a baseball bat, slamming it down. And I could hear this banging, really loud banging. So I walked back to her to see what was going on, and she I could see her through the crack in the door, and she was hitting the deck the tabletop of the baseball bat with both hands just fucking wham and she had a whole pile of baseball bats sitting there by the door i'm not kidding you man i was like wow that's crazy that's pretty pretty wild i said like, okay well what to each his own you know what i mean you blow off some steam do it that way instead of go hurt somebody right well the thing of it is is that you don't want to get to that point you don't want to be in that i know what happened to her i know her story and her story is she was a very bitter person and she never really actually came out that she complained all the time and she's always bitter and guess what man you do that i've seen more than one person actually end up in a position where they just were shriveled up on the inside as much as they were shriveled up on the outside you see what i'm saying you don't want to be shriveled up old prune that's freaking nagging everybody and, and mean-spirited and crazy and cranky guess what you're gonna have you're gonna have internal internal intestinal issues I'm not kidding you. You'll have intestinal issues because of it. I know I've watched this happen over and over and over and over and over again. And I've ministered to people that have been dealing with this for years and tried to help them to come out of that. You know, but you got to break out of this habit of your thinking. It's your thinking, it's your mindset. It's the way you think. It's your stinky thinking. Stinky thinking. Stinky thinking is not the way to go, man. Build people up. Build yourself up so you can build people up. If you're if you're nagging all the time and you're always in a bad mood and you're always freaking sick and you're always making making freaking causing problems, which is not like say like every day, but you're like seems like that whatever fights you know last twenty nine fights you've gotten into have been your fault and you know it or or maybe you don't. Just take a good look at your own heart before you start looking at somebody else's and pointing out things. Look at your own heart and say examine it. See, am I in, on the right side of this? Am I actually promoting wellness? Listen, I'm going to tell you something right now. I was thinking about this this morning while I was out there puffing a cigar, looking at the sunrise. It was beautiful. It was beautiful this morning. I'm standing out there, and I'm puffing on the cigar, and I'm like, I kick back. I'm like, oh, man, this cigar tastes good. It was on, what was it? it was uh, Russian cream is what it was. It was a really good one. Um, nice dark tobacco, great cigar. Just don't inhale those things, by the way, people, if you do. Dude, puff on them. Just puff on them. Take a few puffs and put it down. You know, leave it sit there. It'll burn out in the ashtray. And go back, pick it up later, and take a few puffs on it later if we want to or whatever. But but enjoy it. Don't freaking don't inhale it because you don't want to freaking uh, make yourself sick and you don't want that crap in your lungs. Okay, so I'm sitting here and I'm puffing on a cigar and I'm kicking back and I'm like, I'm watching the sun come up and I'm like, man, this is cool, man. This is badass. It was really cool. It was so pretty. And and I'm kicking back and I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking, man, man, you know, I really have a blessed life. You know, e even though I've had a lot of really strange things happen and a lot of freaking bad things go on and I've done some bad things and all kinds of shit, I've had a really, really, it's been a really blessed life. And it's blessed. And how I look at this blessing isn't, it's not because I have a lot of things because I don't. I don't have a lot of things. I got a room full of stuff. That's about it. You know, and I used to have a few, a few more things than that. But, you know, but I have my health. Um, my health, I have, you know, a few things that I do. I have my art, I have my music, my photos. <laughs> like doing photography, things like that. 
this podcast um, and music and stuff like that. And I'm like kicking back. I'm thinking, you know, and I got family, you know, still alive. I've got friends. I've got a good bunch of friends. I live in a pretty cool city. It's all right here. You know, it's, it's, it's okay. It's not so bad. It could be worse. And I was sitting there thinking it could be worse. It could be a lot worse. I could be in a situation where I was at 20 years ago or even 15 years ago or 10 years ago or, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, I think this is really good. Okay. It's getting better. And as time goes. Now, I didn't start there. I started with this funky, stinky, broken, freaking down, messed up mindset that was fucking way fucked up. Excuse my French if you don't, or if you're French and you're listening to this, excuse my American. <laughs> um, it's just the same we have here in America. The same with some of your kids. I have those things. Don't take offense to it. Don't take offense to anything I say, really. Don't take offense to it. If you do take offense to it, you know, maybe there's another podcast for you to, for you to listen to, and it would be better for you to go there. But if this isn't offending you and you're getting something out of it, hang out, man, because I'm having fun, and I hope you're having fun, too. But here, check it out, man. I thought to myself, man, there was a time when I wasn't building people up, when I was that way, when I was. And I know and I understand that people go through stuff. And I know and understand life is hard. It throws us a lot of curveballs. I get that, man. And it's really screwed up. And there's been a lot of really screwed up stuff happen. I watch the news sometimes. You know, check in and check out. And it's like, oh, man, there's bad stuff happening right now. You know, Oxford school shooting and some other crap like that, man. Besides the COVID-19 thing and everything else. Nobody needs it any harder on their life at all. And you sure don't in your on your own life. And you can do yourself a favor and get out of your situation that you're in where it's all cranky and cruddy and crappy and you're just getting all cra- kinds of crap thrown at you every left and right. You can actually, how you handle that stuff will tell you how long you're going to be in it. And it'll also tell you how much of it you'll have to deal with. <laughs> so handle it with grace. Handle everything with grace. Handle everybody with grace. Like this one pastor friend of mine used to say, Bob Caldwell, he'd say, you say, you got you to gotta extend that same grace that, that God extended to you. You have to extend to other people. I mean, that's a heavy dude. Dude, that's a heavy duty. That's what Jesus talked about. Yeah, he did. Totally straight, straight up. Practice his words. He said, do my commandments. But he, said, he said, if you love me, you will do what I say. You'll do, what I'm, you'll do my commandments. You do what I'm commanding you to do. If you love me, you'll do it. Just straight up, you will. And it's like sometimes you forget what they are. I do. I'm not perfect. Are you? Heck no, man. I wish I was, man. Never forget. But sometimes I re- there's one I ever thought about the other day. I haven't read the Bible for a while. I was like, oh, my crap. I forgot about that one. That's true. That's right. You did say that. Oh, man. Wow. That's amazing. You know, I can't remember what it was. It was in Matthew. I've like, you know, taking a lot of knowledge, too, like you guys do, too, every day. <laughs> a lot of events, things like that, you know. But, you know, I think, think about it, though. I mean, really think about it. If you, we just practice what he said, man, with this world will be a lot better place. I mean, okay, I'm really an advocate for ending homelessness, okay? I love I love the idea of not having... I was homeless. I've been homeless. I'm like two inches from being homeless right now. I'm not that far from it. Nobody really is, really, if you think about it. But, I mean, there are people that have blankets, you know, and have, they've got something out there. But, I mean, we're all living like freaking right on the edge, right? We don't need to make it harder on anybody else. Think about that, that we're all, you know, we're all living on this. Think about where you're at in your life and think about where the other person's at. Think about what is it they need. You could be standing in a shopping center, you know, in line at the groceries and freaking some ladies down there with their kids and her kids are going crazy. And you, you can either complain about it or you can step aside and say, man, please take my spot in line. Maybe they'll set a chain reaction off. She'll end up at the first of the line. She'll be able to go because she's got it hard, man. She's dealing with some kids that are crazy, unruly. I know, man. My mom was single for a while, and even when she wasn't, she was still she was still on her, you know. She was the one that raised this. My dad didn't. My stepdad, was, he was busy working, you know. Mom worked, too, but she she got home before he did, and she did all the, you know, she pretty much raised this. You know, he, he did, too, in the summer. He spent time. He, don't believe me, he did his part. <laughs> he was cool, you know. He was Boy Scout, Scoutmaster with us, and freaking out. We were Boy Scouts, and he was his assistant Scoutmaster, and 
we had a blast up here in the mountains of Idaho because I live right at the foot of the uh, right at the foot of the foot of the foot of the Rockies. The Rockies come down and they end up in the last place they hit Idaho, and then it flattens out out here, right out here, right out here west of me. <laughs> it's actually flat kind of around me too a little bit, but just like this over yonder right there, there's some big old foothills, and then right beyond them, big old huge mountains, man, them big old ones, man. Uh huh. <laughs> Deep forest too, man. Big old bear in there. Hey, we got wolves too because we live in Idaho, so yeah. And cougars. Don't forget the cougars. Go out in the desert, man. I seen one running across the desert here not too long ago. Right out here outside outside of Boise, right here by Mountain Home. I'm not kidding you. It was running across the desert. I didn't think it was a cougar at first. I thought it was actually a, a coyote, man, until I pulled over. I pulled over, and I pulled out my Nike Lackalers because I don't drive anywhere without them. And I pulled them out, and I looked over there, and I was like, holy crap, that's a cougar. Oh, man. It was just running. It was running for the towards the foothills, towards the canyon, towards the north. It was heading north. I was out there on the freeway just past Boise. I got by, by Micron. I pulled up off there off the freeway just past Micron on that one accident. I dropped out there and rode over the way to the end of that thing. I freaking pulled my car over and stopped. Got out, walked over there, sat on the hill and looked and waited until I could see it. And there, and there it was. And I was like, wow, there it is. It's a cougar. <laughs> cool. Cool, man. <laughs> right out back to Micron out here. Yeah, so there's cougars in the area, right? You know? I know this one got some friends that hunt cougar. I don't hunt cat. I don't hunt anything, actually. Uh, but I just don't believe in hunting cat. But they do, and that's fine with them. Whatever they want to do, you know, do their thing, you know. But um, them things are, um, they they live out here, too. They hit in. What's that got to do with what I'm talking about? Well, you know what? That cougar's itself, man. It's going to be itself. And think about it. If you disrespect it, you go in this property and go in this area and you disrespect it, you're going you're gonna to pay for it, right? So, but if you, if you, from afar, admire it and just leave it and let it be, it is what it is, and it's not going to hurt anything. Just let it go. So here I am, and I'm thinking about these things as I'm as I'm traveling around this last couple of weeks and looking at stuff and, and doing things, and then my car breaks down yesterday, and <laughs> my ignition key stuck on, and it's still on. I had to get out and, and strangle the car by using the – I had to choke it out. Freaking, you know, you pull off the blower, blower hose. You know, if your car ever turns, you can't turn it off. Get out, pull off your blower hose, stick your hand over that freaking thing, and let it suck out, let it choke out a little – It'll be like trying to get air, but it'll shut off. Then undo your red battery cable and move it aside so it's not hitting anything. And so you don't, because the key's still on, so you don't want your lights to be on and stuff like that. Indoors, outdoors, whatever. You don't want your key's going to be on. It's going to keep it on. It'll, it'll drain your battery. So drain, pull the battery cable off and call your mechanic or whatever. Call somebody or whatever you're going to call. Okay, so I got to save some money and actually get it fixed. I can't fix it because it's a freaking freaky Buick 92 Buick that you can't get. You know, I, mean, I don't even, I was like, freaking amen. I got to have a second, got to have a college education to get into that thing and fix it. So I'm like trying to already. Oh my God, it's crazy. Okay, whatever. So save some money, get it fixed, right? And I was just being myself, doing my thing, just like the car is, right? The car doesn't have to pay for it. Don't kick the car, Daniel. Oh, kick the car. Damn, I was so pissed. And I thought, yeah, I'll kick the car. It's not a car's fault. It's, it's just an old car, man. Stuff that's down, trips out, man. And I was thinking about that in light of everything. I was thinking about how how we just sometimes just want things to be our way. We want control over everything. We want to control every circumstance. We want to control the knowledge of a cougar in the area. We want to control the way the animal behaves. We want to control, maybe we want to control to the point where we want to go hunt it. Or we want to, like, regulate it. Or we want to control. And we got this built into us. I mean, look at us. We're all managers, right? That's what we are. I mean, really, I mean, come on, think about it. We were sent, we were down here to manage a zoo. We sent, came here to manage a zoo. Basically, this earth is the zoo. 
We came here to manage it. We came here to actually do, we're agriculturalists, and we, just, we did trees and stuff, and the garden, and the animals. And it was all together. We managed all that. And then, you know, we've kind of, some of us kind of lost that, some of us haven't. But, um, but all this got it built into us. And, we, and I see it pop up. And people that you wouldn't normally see it pop up, and you think, oh, you don't have that freaking management skill in them, but they do. Yeah. It's because it comes from our father. It's born into us. It's created into us. It's breathed into us. It's the way it is. But manage your own life. Don't manage somebody else's. You don't need to. And you don't need somebody managing your life. You don't need anybody cutting you down. And that song, Magical Life, that's really what that song's about. It's about actually managing. It's actually about building, being somebody that builds up, but, but receiving that to yourself. Being that person that gets built up as you as well. Because we all need it. And so when I tap out on this uh, broadcast, guess what we're going to do? We're going to listen to the rest of that song. It's Magic Alive by Rev DDT. And, um, anyway, be a builder. Don't be a, don't be a toxic waste dump. Be a builder. Be, get, make your life worth something. Leave behind you a legacy of good. Leave behind you a legacy where you've been building people up, not tearing them down, where you've been healing people, bringing wellness and wholeness into their life instead of a pile of garbage. And um, I'm at the end of the broadcast. This is Rev DDT. You guys have a great day. God bless you for listening to this broadcast. I hope it builds you up. And this is a song, Magical Life. Rev DDT, Universal Broadcast. Broadcasting live across the universe. This is Rev DDT. Magical Life by Rev DDT. Here we go. The rest of it. Y'all have a great day. Bye-bye.
This is 